0: Hello, and thank you for clicking, and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. Hi, this is Jim Dudley. Jim, one of the things in law enforcement that I don't know, I don't know that it gets enough attention. You know, we do write about it, we talk about it, um, but I think it's probably a topic that, that requires a little bit more of our attention, and that's mentoring of law enforcement officers. I've said for a fairly long time that the most important person in a police officer's career is either their FTO or their first sergeant on the street. They're, they set the tone, they set the example, they create um, learning opportunities, they ensure that the law enforcement officer does the job the right way, does the right things for the right reasons at the right times, all of that kind of stuff. What are some of other examples in your career or you know, in, in, you know, in what you teach uh, at the university about how to mentor? not just the importance of the mentor but how do you do it
1: well right and I think you, you really need to talk a little bit about the the advantages of a mentoring program mm-hmm. uh, you can be an informal mentor to, to people in the police department or um, like at the university that I teach now um, these these young adults are sponges they they the ones in the criminal justice program, they are looking for any advantage in the hiring process and what they need as a background and the the classes that they have um, they, they're really curious about it and they, they you want to demystify it for them in law enforcement um, you know you can be a mentor as a patrol officer you don't have to have rank you don't have to be a sergeant lieutenant captain or, mm-hmm. or what have you uh, you can be a mentor you can be a field training officer if you want to take a formal step and document the fact that you're mentoring individuals and training them. Um, but I think it's good for the organization. It's good for both the mentor and the mentee and it keeps you sharp. Mm -hmm. If you are going to be a mentor, you should know what you're talking about. You should sharpen your, your stick a little bit before you go out there hunting. So, uh, it makes you better uh, candidate for promotional.s mm-hmm. um, It gives you competency in, in almost whatever situation you go into, so there's there're definitely advantages to the mentor. And then to the mentee, um, you're getting this competency at all levels of your agency when everybody knows uh, across the board, um, not only patrol functions but admin functions and investigative functions and. And that we're not a group of specialists. Mm-hmm. And I think that's real helpful to the organization. It's helpful to the community when you go there and you say, gee, ma'am, I don't, I don't know. I can't answer that. I'll, I'll get somebody who can answer your question. Or let me plug you into this guy. If you were the one-stop shopping that law enforcement is in the community, it's great if you can have the answers.
0: Yeah. So a, a few years ago, I wrote an article um, entitled 10 Traits of Two Great Mentors," and one mentor was assigned to me. Um, he's my dad, uh, so I sort of just fell into that one. And the other one was someone I selected by myself. I I, I saw someone who I wanted to emulate, who I wanted to learn from, and that was Chuck Remsberg. You know, he's a non-law enforcement, law enforcement person, and probably the most famous of them, and. You know so for me there's two types of mentors and, they, they, and again it's the assigned mentor it's your fto it's the person who's your superior officer sure. it's the person from whom you are taking lessons and, and and learning and then there's the person you say i want to be that guy yeah. i want to do what that guy does and that's usually the you know he's someone maybe on the swat team he's someone who's maybe you know Been there, done that. It's got five stripes on his on his on his arm, or her arm, Uh, and I feel like that when the mentee selects the mentor, things can go really really well because they have such admiration for them. They have these, um, you know. Again, kind of, I want to be that guy, and that can turn into really really good, strong learning relationships and. It's funny. The funny thing is, is that the mentor tends to also learn from the mentee sure, because yeah. they're the person that's asking the question. And if they don't know the, the answer, they got to go find it out because the mentee wants that answer. Right. Right.
1: right. No, but to your point, I, I get it that the, the mentee can seek out the mentor, but unless it's reciprocal, it's called stalking. <laughs> yeah. uh, so so it, there are formal and informal ways of mentoring. And to your point, informally, I have learned as much from my bad leaders, my bad examples, mm-hmm. than I have uh, from good examples. And um, yeah, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be somebody in rank that you admire, but somebody who's really good at what they do and um, it, the things they, they accomplish are effortless, they look effortless. Um, but you find out that it's it's not, um, uh, it's, it's not a, a born leadership Type of person, but that they work at it to be who they are, and um, I think I think those are the best examples. And the best army is the volunteer army. So if you get a mentor who mm-hmm. wants to be a mentor, that's awesome. I don't think you can select mentors. I don't think you can go down the line and say, okay, every fourth person, you are now a mentor. Uh, no. That you're doomed to failure if you do that.
0: Right. I mean, because there are certain personality traits of a good teacher. You have to know first off what the adult learner how The adult learner learns. You know, you have to identify this is a person who's visual, this is a person who's, who's who appreciates written word. You know, there are different types of teaching for different types of adult learners. Right, right. And if you don't know that stuff, um, it, you won't inherently know that stuff. I mean, there's, I go every year to ILETA, the International Law Enforcement Educators and Trainers Association. To my way of looking at the world, it's the best and most important conference in the world mm-hmm. because these are the people that teach cops how to be cops and how to improve being a law enforcement officer. Sure. And so even if you have inherent teaching capabilities, the best teachers have gone to schools and have gotten master's degrees in adult learning and adult teaching. And it's it's something that you sharpen the blade. You know, you mentioned it looks effortless. As we record this podcast, we're right in the middle of the NBA finals, and I'm addicted to watching it. And you look at Stephen Curry, you look at LeBron James, you look at Kyrie Irving, you look at uh, Kevin Durant, they make the game look easy. They make shooting a three from 30 feet out look like it's effortless. It's not. They go. They do so much work you don't see for that, you know, two-hour period of time watching a big screen. And that's what being a mentor is about. That's what being a police, you know, a teacher or an instructor is about. Right. Good, good firearms instructors. Good DT instructors. Good any in- fill-in-the-blank instructor. They've gone to great lengths to become good.
1: Right. And it's not just about. Uh, the honing of your skills and your knowledge but it's also temperament and uh, a good mentor is somebody who is patient and they're even tempered that they can hold their cool even in the worst situations and those are the best kind of mentors. Yeah. And you can't teach
0: that. Well, you, you, you can't teach certain things like temperament, but you can teach certain things like how to identify the type of learner you're looking at and how to interact with the person who's, um, quote, not getting it, you know, mm-hmm. how to figure out a way around. And, and also you have to have someone who has the ability to flunk a student. Sure. You know, to say, look, this isn't for you. Right. You know, we've right. gone through it. You know, this is not your line of work. You should consider something else. And that takes that's temperament, but it's also decision making. It's also right. making evaluations based on facts, not on feelings. Sure. And it's that's that that's a teachable thing. It, pe- people can accomplish that in a learning environment.
1: Right. We've said it a dozen times on the show that not everyone is cut off cut out to be a law enforcement officer, as much as you might want it, and uh, a good field training officer uh, keeping tabs on you and keeps checking those NRT not responding to training boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe saving your life down the road. Uh, maybe the job isn't uh, one that you were cut out for. Um, but maybe you take another run at it and, uh, and try to uh, acquire the skills necessary. But um, to just run people through the system and make them cops because they want to be cops, that, that doesn't really help anybody. No,
0: it really doesn't. Um, I do encourage anyone listening to this podcast to uh, do a quick search on the website for, um, for mentoring and mentorship. Uh, we have a number of articles. We'll attach a couple of related articles to this podcast. If you're listening to us on SoundCloud, uh, come to policeone.com, click on the podcast icon, and you, you'll be able to get those links. Um, if you have topics that you want us to discuss on the podcast, we do want to hear from you. So place comments beneath uh, the podcast uh, on Police One or send us an email to one.com Thanks again for listening.